Hi, I feel like today. It's me, Alan Smith. We are just a wee selection of stories out today's Press and Journal. It's been Saturday, September eighteenth. So, front page of the paper today is um, Freeport dialogue ends in free for all. Um, the Freeport wrangling between the Scottish and UK governments finally ended in a split yesterday, setting further clashes over devolution on the horizon. Um, talks about setting up a port with special tax status finally broke down between Holyrood and Westminster, with Boris Johnson's administration now opted to go it alone. The UK will bypass Nicola Sturgeon's government to directly set up a free port in Scotland with the Cromarty Firth, Aberdeen, Peterhead, Dundee, Grangemouth and Leith all bidding for the special status. Uh, the decision came against the background of the SNP's new Green Coalition partners having described the policy as state-sponsored tax dodging. So, um, well, well, this is just um, typical politicians. I think it's uh, they're never going to agree uh, between the two of them. But, um, you know, if somebody's going to get it, here's hoping it's Aberdeen. Because, uh, you know, out of other places, it's, it's trying to get this Freeport, if it's going to help a uh, local economy and local jobs, then surely Aberdeen would be in with a big shout after the last few years they've had. Now, here's just a story that just shows you they need expensive um, camera equipment and a grand's award-winning snap. So, a grandmother's family snap shop has been named as the surprise winner of a national photography competition. Jackie Pratt, Faye Hopeman, captured the image of her two quines and three grandchildren on her mobile phone wanting to savour the memory of a wonderful day together in the village's beach. The 74-year-old submitted it into the Shipwrecked Mariner Society's Ultimate Sea View competition <laughs> before quickly forgetting about it. She even dismissed an initial email telling her she'd won a spam before later receiving a text message marked as urgent. Now, the retired whiskey industry administrator is preparing to head to London for a prize-given event. Mrs Pratt took the family photo after spending a day soaking up the sun we had Quines uh, and grandchildren on Hopeman Beach. Um, Winton to inject some energy into the snap. She encouraged the mark to jump before tucking the picture, which she christened Hopeman Happiness. Uh, and the result captured the sea, sun and sand perfectly with the reflections marked on the beach. So, and obviously the photos down here, and it is a marvellous photo. There are um, jumping about like fields and um, it's all reflected in the, the, the water um, on the beach. And it's just, you know, it's a great photo. Sun's in the background, just in the horizon. It's um, really, really good. So, well done to her. And it just shows you, ah, oh, that's folk going about with big fancy cameras. And here's a, a granny wins the competition. Well, well, well done, you, Mrs. Pratt. Now, this is a follow-up story to a story that was in the paper yesterday, but it's just uh, about a clear-up that's underway after a tanker crash. So, a clear-up operation is ongoing in Bewley Square after an oil tanker smashed into a building. Uh, the village was brought to a standstill on Thursday after the truck became embedded in the former Scott Mid store. The driver of the tanker was airlifted to hospital after passers-by freed him for the vehicle. Um, the clear-up operation in the high street was continuing yesterday morning. Um, part of a concrete wall was knocked out down completely and stained with the oil tanker's pint. Um, it is understood the pavement was busy with pedestrians at the time. Um, the entrance of the shop had been boarded up by yesterday morning and witnesses on the street said it was a miracle that nobody had been killed or seriously hurt in the incident and um, shoppers also showed concern for the driver and passenger in the oil tanker. So, um, 
yeah, the Dickens did happen, but honestly, things been clean off the road and into the into the all Scotland shop in Bewley. And um, Craigie, this two weeks ago, uh, um, myself and my wife was up in that neck of the woods, and we were actually in Bewley uh, afternoon. And it was a it's a lovely bonny wee village, and like that, absolutely um, well kept and very well maintained, and um, a lovely spot. So I'm sure it'd be a big shock for everybody there. But as long as nobody seriously hurt and the drivers okay, then. That's the main thing, but um, I'll bet uh, the folk on the pavement got a big baguette and had to move pretty sharpish. Now, here is um, somebody who's took the time to study road trips and for instance, be best for your dogs. So, the best road trip ideas for dog lovers in Scotland. As his new research has revealed, the top dog friendly road trips in Scotland that are certain to set tails wagging with routes in the north and northeast ranking highly. The team at Tails.com looked at Scotland's favourite road trip routes and rated them on a dog-friendly scale to decide which is best for your canine companion. Uh, on each route, they identified a few of the main stopper points and went on to decide how dog-friendly they were. They decided this by looking at accommodation, nearby vets, restaurants, attractions and walking trails. Uh, routes were rated between 1 and 50 based on the amenities and their stopping points. Uh, for Tails.com, the Edinburgh to Kirkwall route came out on top with the main stopping points at Edinburgh, Aberdeen, Inverness and Kirkwall scoring an average of 31.7. They boasted a massive 336 dog-friendly Airbnbs, 90 vets, 72 dog-friendly restaurants and 8 dog-friendly activities. Second in list was the Royal Deeside tourist route, which scored 25.9 out of 50. Its stopping points include Perth and Aberdeen. Um, other popular road Trips routes included Inverness to Elgin and Hart 200, which ends in Cairngorms National Park. So, if you need to take your doggy up for a run in a car, um, some wifi is going to enjoy, and you can get a, a dog-friendly restaurant or somebody to bide. Um, then here, look at this at tails.com. But um, can ask us focal look into our for you nowadays. Yeah, if it is, um, click a button and our hang's there for you. So. Doggies, get your cases packed, you're on your holidays. Now, here's a, a, an update with um, Elton John. Obviously, he's had to um, cancel uh, or postpone his two nights at PNJ Live in December until June 2023 um, to undergo hip surgery after he fell. So, as I say, the same thing happened back in 1971. Then, of course, he was just playing Elton John. Um, back then, he was on the rise to global stardom when he started his winter 1971 tour from the race following the release of his Tumbleweed Connection album in October 1970. Performing in Stirling, Glasgow and Dunfermline before illness forced him to postpone the February 18 concert at Aberdeen Music Hall. The date was not rescheduled during the revised tour, but Sir Elton couldn't forget his Aberdeen fans and was determined to make it up to them. He finally performed in the Music Hall on March 1st, 1972 during his winter tour to promote Honky Chateau and it proved worth the wait for the 1200 fans. Tickets were 50p. Look at, imagine that, 50p to see Elton John. Um, so, obviously, he's back to Aberdeen um, a few times since then. Um, his last performance in 2015, he reminded, um, he was reminiscent about that first date. He says, I can still remember playing the music hall at my first gig in the Granite City in 1972, and he was very grateful to the AECC for giving us a chance to construct our own stage for this show. Um so hopefully he's um, he'll recuperate fine after his hip operation and um, I think he'll be good and you know I'm really going to see him. We'll have a fantastic show I'm sure for the 
uh, when he gets up in 2023. But I have seen him once and he was absolutely brilliant. So it's just like non-stop hits. Um, brilliant. So here's hoping. Get well soon. It's an old thing. Now I'll just finish up with sport as normal. And then back page of the paper today is uh, Glass Calls and Dons to Silence the Critics. So Aberdeen manager Stephen Glass has urged his squad to block the outside noise of criticism amidst a six-game winless run. Um, Glass insists all the focus must be on today's Premiership class against St. Johnson and they're looking back at previous matches. Well, that's all very well and good, but um, as I'm uh, DNS, I just have one eye on the TV and the scores and it's still now now against St. Johnson. So um, still about 40 minutes maybe to go, but um, come on Aberdeen, for goodness sake. Now it's been done for you now, just a wee uh, puckly stories with today's paper um, on Saturday, 18th of September. So absolutely glorious day up in Aberdeen today, um, fine and sunny, fine warm breeze, and um, just a rare day for being out and about. Um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast, I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please uh, please tell a pal um, if you can, somebody if you, might, if you think might like it, and if uh, you can subscribe if you're not already, then do that if you can and if you can able to leave a review um, then that would just be uh, ever so helpful um, thank you very much now cheers doodle the